ladies and gentlemen, you are now clear to hear Sky Lounge, the podcast. Sky Lounge. Uh, these are your hosts speaking. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sky Lounge, a podcast where two travel nuts discuss everything that happens from the time you arrive at the airport to the time when the plane leaves the ground. We're here to demystify the airport travel experience. As always, I'm joined by Mr. Travel himself, coming from a different place than his home. He's coming from Cincinnati, Ohio, Ty Piazza. What's up, buddy? How is sweet, sweet Cincinnati? Oh, you know what? It's uh, oddly warm here, which again, is weird because it just feels like the planet is unhappy with us. So needless to say, it's a good place to be right now, but I'm so anxious and a little bit anxious. a little bit nervous for our guest today. Well, I am too. Uh, he's currently wearing his uh, referee basketball refereeing uniform. Our good pal, we go way, way back, all the way back to Cincinnati. In fact, with this boy, his name is Matt Robinson. How you doing, buddy? Hey guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, I had to rush from my Middle school basketball games tonight, but I made it home. I made it out of the gym unattacked and uh, happy to be here. Oh, my God. Well, you're still in uniform, so yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. I like really. to think that you always wear that uniform. Yeah, well, now that I got it, anyone can buy these. There are so few barriers to being and looking and dressing <laughs> like a referee. So it's easier to be a referee than a postman, I found, just, yeah, uh, looking for Halloween costumes. <laughs> A little bit of context, Matt Robinson is a um, not, well, first of all, you're not, what do you do for for work? What do you do for work? Are you in finance or something? I'd say I'm in finance. Kind of? It's more in procurement. I'm in like purchasing. Okay. You're purchasing policies for companies and that kind of stuff. for For big companies. Matt Robinson more or less got me out of debt after college, which mm. was so huge. I can never repay him for that. Uh, because then I'd be back in debt. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but he uh, but he's really really great with budgeting, and he helped at least he helped me budget. He helped me figure out uh like a cost effective way to live, and a lot of that included figuring out which credit cards to use. So today's topic is about the travel credit card or the fl- the airline tra- travel credit cards. Ty, I know you have some experience with some of this stuff too. Um, so that's kind of why we're here today. And today's Oh, I thought we were just story... going to talk about I thought we were just going to talk about your finances. And I'm interested to in how you got Listen, in so much debt. I'm not going to re- yeah. I'm not going to reveal any numbers about my past debt. <laughs> I am debt free. All right. Uh, yeah. yeah. But uh, today's news story kind of goes along with this. Uh, and it's kind of funny. It so I'm sure everyone's heard about this, and these come out like two months later. So this is going to be old news, but whatever. I'm sure a lot of people this will be the first time they're hearing it. Yes. Um, Frontier Airlines has announced an all-you-can-fly pass for three hundred and ninety-nine dollars. It's finally here, boys. The all-you-can-fly. The all the the buffet of the airlines, the all you can eat, the all you can fly for 399 bucks. And you, that it's, includes uh, 
between May 2nd and September 30th. So you got all summer. You can yep. fly wherever you want. It's called the Go Wild Pass. And then they also have an annual pass for the whole year if you really want to. And that one's $1,299. So that one's significantly more expensive. Oh, God. Interesting. Interesting. So so I'm guessing that this is just a one-way route between Orlando and, I don't know, let's say Nashville? Is that all uh, we got? No, there's there's quite a few. I've from, flown Frontier back to LAX. They also have uh, they have Puerto Rico. You can go all the way to Puerto Rico if you want. There are mm. some stipulations with the program. You can, uh, <laughs> it's for domestic flights and international flights. They must be booked within 10 days, I believe. And um, they are, oh, the, <laughs> they do not include the selection of your seat, in-flight snacks, checked bags, and other fees. Ever does. So, if you look, if you want to book, if you go to Expedia, and I, so I, I grew up in Denver. Denver is a frontier hub. And when we were in college, oh. I used to fly frontier from Dayton, Ohio, Superior Airport to Cincinnati. It's the equivalent of Burbank Agreed. compared to CBG in Cincinnati. Yeah. And I would fly from I would fly Frontier, and it was a it was a respectable, legitimate airline. It's got the animals on the tail. It was kind of the first in you know in the industry to have like a decorated plane. You'd be like, oh, what what am I flying? Oh, I got the Badger today. <laughs> you know, like it's something adds something to the trip. And it but what happened? Just, what happened? Wow. The it last time I flew Frontier, it was like the only air, airline in the terminal in Denver. It was from Denver to here, LA. Yeah. And it was like, every time I've flown Frontier, I feel like there's more turbulence. Like they're not allowed to go above the clouds or something. <laughs> yeah, and they're not rated well, for 36,000. No, it's like they were well, like, they were like Spirit Airlines hold my beer. Because it was like Spirit was having the race to the bottom. They're, like, they're kind of, yeah, they're kind of, I would put them on the same level i think right now they're like if you've ever been on a subway like they're they're not far from just hanging burlap straps from the time making people stand in the aisle during maybe the that's flight. what you get with this uh this new plan yeah. yeah it seems like you're just filling in the the open spaces yeah that's basically you're basically just equalizing the weight distribution on the airplane with this exactly. with this pass it's, yeah. it was either you or you know a giant box of shoes yes. like that was it yeah. Is there a scenario where either of you guys gets this pass or no? Well, no. not Ty. Obviously not. Yeah, Ty's Matt, too. Is there... Ty's too bougie. Um, He's too mm. bougie. I think no. And the reason is, so I, I actually just looked this. I'm going to sound super smart, but it's only because I did just some quick research. Now it reminded Don't me. Don't give of, away your tricks. Don't be a, a bad magician. I'm, I'm on the internet as we speak. Dude. So yeah. American Airlines did this in the '80s. Have you guys covered this when American Airlines debuted their all-you-can-fly pass in the '80s? Oh, and they no, I didn't nope. Know. They, Fresh. They no, we've charged, done no research. They charged 250k. So in the 80s, it was that's over half a million now. So it was, but for yeah, for like cool. 560k equivalent, you could get a lifetime pass from American Airlines. And they didn't. It was the 80s. Nobody really knew how everything was going to take off. Technology was going to evolve, etc. So with you know hindsight, it's 2020. But there was a guy that bought this in the 80s, and he took over 10,000 flights. Before they revoked oh. his pass in 2007, <laughs> he decided to. They just, took it away. Yes, and they probably. Oh. I don't know. I mean, they must have had some grounds on which to do it, or he was at that point in his 80s and probably wasn't going to care. But I mean, so like, it sounds like at least Frontier has done the financial modeling to tie into my job, like yep. understood yeah. what 
what they're giving away if X amount of people buy this. The thing about airline costs uh, is that they're, the fixed cost of running an airline is so high and the incremental cost is like nothing. So yeah, flying the plane, flying the plane from Denver to Burbank is the cost. If you add, you know, if you have a hundred passengers, the next 50 passengers, there's no additional cost, a little bit of fuel cost, you know? Yeah, so well, it's like, they hopefully they've done it. They're not the company that seems like they have the smartest people, you know, smartest people working for them, but. <laughs> or, or they have really smart people and they know that if they get your money, and they know yeah. they're going to give you a terrible experience. Yes. They basically just stole three quarters of that yes. money that you're never going to use again. Well, if so, you ever it, look, I mean, if you ever look, if you do an Expedia search and Frontier pops up as an option, it's going to be two to 300 less than the next option. But it's all the same stuff. It doesn't, you don't get a seat. You don't get a yeah, bag. That's before you get the seat, before you yeah. get the bag, before you get the snacks. They shouldn't be allowed stuff. to sell. How do you sell an airline ticket without a seat? It's yeah. it's a it's a bait and switch deal. I mean, I mean, yeah. I think that's that's total false advertisement. But you definitely you're like, well, I'm committed already. Like, I guess I can yeah. just wing it day of. Yeah. Like, yeah. this it's isn't like this isn't like the movie pass that I have for AMC, where they expect you to buy this monthly subscription and not go to movies. Yeah, which I do, <laughs> uh, and they just take your money. Yeah, but yeah, okay. It, well, I mean, it it's honestly. It sets the stage for anything I'm going to say tonight about travel credit cards, because ironically, as the guest about travel credit cards, I have no travel credit cards because yes, of, I whoa. did know that I did know this going in because but. this is this is like the mental the, the ticket. The ticketing is a play at our mental approach to, to finance and to spending in the sense that it's so much cheaper to fly. And then they add it all in the end and you're already in the shopping cart. So even like you're three screens in on Expedia and you're like, I don't want to go back. I'll just come in. I'll get over it. It's the same thing where it's like there's memes out there about like $10 with $5 shipping. No, thank you. $15 with free shipping. Yes, please. It's the right. exact same price, but like the mental trick of getting yeah. something for free. So they're, uh, it's I, all marketing. We'll see. we'll see how they do. Well, let's start off by saying then asking you what type of traveler are you? Yeah. What do you, are you an economy traveler? Do you travel a lot? Yeah. Um, I mean, used to like everybody. You a greyhound across the country type of guy, or what do you? Know, Amtrak. Our good friend. <laughs> our good friend. Our good 40, friend Ray. Forty hour Amtrak. Yeah. If you ever have our good friend Ray O'Brien on the on the podcast, you, he'll probably have all the greyhound tips and tricks for you. Uh, a special, a very special greyhound. Greyhound edition. Greyhound edition. <laughs> um, no, so I'm a very I'm a very frugal traveler. I, uh, you know, I, I grew up in Colorado, went to school in Ohio, moved to Baltimore. So I've never, I've always had family far away. It's done a lot of, done a lot of airline traveling. Um, I've only been in first class once due to an error on the airlines part. <laughs> what do you uh, mean? Uh, what do you mean? They, they, they print, I just was, it was flying home from Denver to, to since from Cincinnati to Denver one time. And, and they printed me a first class ticket, like seat 1A. And I just, I wasn't going to say anything. I just took it. It was wonderful. Uh, but it was, I didn't pay for it. So like, I'm looking at potentially taking my like second ever business trip in my, you know, mm. adult child professional life. Uh, and so, and I'm excited for that trip because I may be going to the Philippines and, oh. uh, which if you know anything oh. about me, I'm, I'm not at all excited to go there and eat any of the food. <laughs> Yeah, you're um, a chicken nugget type of game. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to find the safest version. But um, my company will 
fly me business class. Whoa. Ooh, which, Is that uh, like a lay down type of seat internationally? On an international flight, yeah. That's the dream. We got to talk through your options. I know. Yeah. I, yeah, I see. I'm gonna have to talk to Ty, who knows something. So, like, my traveling is. See, I'm very like I'm very frugal, so I'm I'm always tempted by the frontier, by the low, you know. But I'm getting, as I get older, you know, I'll I'll shell out for the direct. You know, I'll put the filter on that I want nonstop only. I'm not looking for a layover. I'm not going yeah. to. I'm not layover at oh you know O'Hare in January, you know. No, right? No, sir. Absolutely uh, not. So that's the yeah. I'm getting better. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spring like I flew to. Uh, we flew to London last year and home from Amsterdam, and uh, did economy, but did it. You know, book, made sure we booked the uh, aisle seat in the window. So like, I'll, I'll try to be particular about my seat. But when I look at the seat map and it's like, oh, an extra hundred eighty dollars gets you two inches of legroom. Uh, I'm not gonna do that. Too frugal. So yeah. So it's so Matt's not necessarily new money. He's just new flight envy. So now he's going to be flying business to the Philippines, which yeah. he's never going to take a coach flight again. I know that's what I'm worried about. I can't. Yeah, that's it's going to. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to totally change your personality. That's for sure. Oh boy. Yeah, I just like that. Also, the, the the company I work for, we got a perk. I think they started during COVID. They've taken away where we could be a list on Southwest for nothing, just for working there. So I sent an email to our travel group and I said, can I, you yeah. know, and they made me a list, which all it does is mean, you don't, when you check in, you're guaranteed an A spot for boarding. And it, it right. I mean, that's like the least bougie of the airline perks. And it's already changed me. I'm like, I'm too, I can't believe I'd have to like check in again and maybe get a B, not be one of the first people on the plane. That's one of the few things I pay for extra. Mm -hmm. Like I'll usually not pay for the extra seat upgrade or anything like that, but for the $20 to get the guaranteed A, because I'm not, I'm not trying to sit middle seat. Yeah. And and we don't, so like, I don't, uh, I haven't checked a bag in probably 10 years. I, I'll carry on even to Europe. If I'm going on a seven, 10 day (laughs) trip, I'm going to carry on. And I get a lot of anxiety on a non-Southwest flight, even though my seat is assigned, if my boarding, because I'm not fancy, my boarding group is like a five or a six. Ooh, I'm, that's risky. Yeah, I know. So they board, and then, and then it's like, I think I think Bill Burr does the joke about like, it's like the group started one, but there's like 70 pre-board groups. You know, it's active military, yeah. it's mothers, yeah. it's elderly. It's <laughs> So it's like all these people, he, pay, he talks about finally like getting to be first class and then 70 people are in, in, in front of him in line. <laughs> But yeah. I sit there with my bag that has to go in the the bin, the overhead yep. bin, and I panic the whole time. The whole time you don't want to have to put that in the back of the plane if you're yeah. sitting up, right? Yeah. And there are some people that that smartly gate check it because they know that's free. It's basically a free checked bag. You pack a carry on and then you gate check it, and you get a checked bag for free. I'm not going to take. I just can't. I'm not going to wait for a checked bag at all. And so I sit there and I panic that the overhead bin space is going to be gone and then I'll be wandering out and it never, it's always fine, but it, it doesn't matter how often it's fine. I'm never going to change. Well, do you have any, before we get into the credit cards specifically, do you have any, like, since you are so budget minded and you mm. like to find the things that make you comfortable, cause that's yeah. important to you. Yeah. Do you have any travel tips? Like, do you, is there anything you would tell like a friend who has, has not traveled often? Like yeah, a way to get the good stuff. I mean, it's a lot of the stuff. Some of it's maybe superstition, but it's stuff you read a lot. It's like do your searches in incognito mode. 
So like if you're on like Google Chrome or whatever your browser is, go into that browser's incognito mode so that because they're tracking you. There's cookies everywhere. So yeah, yeah. you can if Porn you start and airline searches those are the two things. incognito more. Different right, separate my... incognito windows. So I'm, my mind is blown. You just I hadn't thought about that. You're not because all your flights. I do this. Yeah, I just <laughs> open if you just in your browser and you open up so, like a flight, like oh, I want to go to you know Minneapolis. You search for Minneapolis flights. Then they, they, then you're going to start getting ads for rental cars in Minneapolis, and you're going to get emails about. But so it incognito mode. There's the, you don't have the cookies that are telling the internet that where you're trying to search. And the they say and whoever they are, the mythical they. Yeah, they right. say that the that airline websites are capable of price discrimination. Yeah, if they know okay. you've searched this before. They're not going to show you necessarily the lowest rate. They're going to know that's interesting. They can gotta get to the bottom of that because that does. I mean, I've yeah. never con- I never considered that. We should probably do a on air live sort of test yeah. of this just to see what uh, what it looks like. But that's interesting. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's the one. And then they, they, again, they say that the lowest prices are on Tuesdays. Tuesday, yep. So I just, I, you know, search on Tuesdays. And then I'm a big Southwest guy because their policy of um, their travel funds, they have the most favorable refund policy in a sense that you can always cancel or change your flight and bank the money that you paid for it in Southwest money. So I will always, I, I ask people, my, my mother-in-law and my mother, and uh, a lot of family friends, they tell me when they have a Southwest flight and I just daily, I'll just look. They give me their codes and what they spent and I'll rebook it for them. Because if, if the price drops on Southwest, you just rebook exact same flight and you bank the difference. Just so many questions and about that, that statement. Look, you have that. That's, in, away. that's ask away. insane. Ask away. I mean, the, the, like, so, so, so. Ty is it, stirring in Cincinnati, Ohio, right? Yeah, now. no, I mean, does talking so, to this official referee about flights? I, I just, I mean, so, so one has to get close enough into your inner circle yeah. that you'll literally do such an errand. Like, even if it yeah. was a measurable amount of money, I don't know if I would burden myself with this. But what like, would you say the what, most you've saved somebody is? I was gonna say least hundreds of dollars. The least, the least is uh, five dollars, five dollars and eighty cents. Oh my. Um, but that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I always think about this, like, you know, cause I'll do stuff. Okay. This is going to sound terrible. I'll do crazy stuff for low amounts of money. Uh, and yeah. I always think like, sometimes people would be like, you're doing all this for X five bucks. And I'm like, just give me five bucks then. I don't care if you, if you, if you think it's nothing, just give me five bucks. And they're, <laughs> I, they will, ne- they never do it. Fair. Yeah. Fair. So I mean, the most is, so like, you guys know Vern. My wife Vern, her parents were coming out from from San Antonio to uh, L.A. She'd be a good, or maybe she could get her. Her dad's a TSA agent, so you gotta get him on. Be oh, good. I would oh, love man. to talk to him. Dan would he talk to him. us? You think he might? He's he loves his job. He loves his. Oh, job. hell yeah! Uh, so Got a bone to pick with that guy. <laughs> the funny thing is, this it sets him off. I say it every time. It sets him off if you say it's different at every airport. He hates that. Because it's, okay. it's supposedly not, but it 100% tell, is. Tell him not to listen to this podcast. Yeah, yes, we say it. it almost every yes. episode. <laughs> so they were flying San Antonio to LA and, uh, you know, I didn't know what they had paid, but I was keeping an eye on their flight also because they had a, 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 a layover and, you know, direct is obviously better. And I looked and I happened to see that the direct flights were lower. I texted her dad. He sent me their confirmation, you know, six-digit code. 
and I booked them each $298. So $600 total of savings wow. that they could then, and then they use that to fly, fly to El Paso later in the year. So, you know, this, there's big, it's not money. It's not a refund. It's not money back on your card. It's money in the Southwest bank for one year from the date you purchased the flight. Hmm. Well, I mean, if you're interested in letting Southwest use your money, this is a good alternative, right? But no, I, I mean, I mean, certainly $600 is quite a savings, especially if you've got a travel law coming up where you've got a couple other yeah. things that you want to do it on. So I totally gather that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, Southwest is one of the few that I get, like, I hate, I I really actively don't like flying it because I like to pick my own seat and a couple other things. But mm. those things you mentioned, the free cancellation or moving your flight, and then they're usually pretty good about customer service, whereas like yeah. something like American is terrible and you can never talk to a human and it's, you know, the yeah. worst. So in those ways, they're a superior airline, I think. At yeah, least in I mean, the United States. Christmas 2022, notwithstanding. Sure. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's a, that's that's a great background. So now we know what we're dealing with here when it comes to credit cards. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So let's let's get into some. Do you have, I mean, you already said you don't yeah. actively have any travel credit cards or no right. airline credit cards? Neither. I don't have, so I don't have an airline credit card. And I don't have a, I don't have an airline agnostic card that's travel specific. The hell of a qualifier. I mean, I want I, that on a t. I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> so, I mean, I maintain four credit cards. So I've got an American Express, and I've got uh, three visas: a Chase, a Capital One, and a City, which is also my Costco card. So, uh, okay. they all have travel programs they offer travel protections as being a card holder and they all have point schemes where those points can be traded in for travel among other things uh but the thing about like travel specific cards is for the most part you're going to get an annual fee and i i mm. am a no annual fee guy so i've got my four cards are all free to own um mm -mm. and and yeah. the so I did, I doing some research, not for, just for this podcast. I mean, looking at the options, there's annual fees that range from like $95 to there's a American Express Platinum that's $695 annually. Oof. But like I was saying, it's a mental trick because if you travel enough and you like the, some of the perks, like access to the lounges and the, the, those things that are at airports for cardholders or for frequent flyers, you can get $1,400 a year out of that $695 card. Mm. So okay. you can come out on top. If you can mentally handle the, sh the shifting of those things on your budget and in your mind, that, you're, right. that your 695 is buying you more and it, some of those things are intangible, then I just don't like that mental switch. RJ, can you make that mental switch? I think you told me that you have the, the Southwest card. So yeah, like in your mind, are you... Did you do the gymnastics about, you know, well, how to deal with that? That's a nominal nominal fee 
That one is a lower fee, I believe. Robinson, yeah. is it up there? Can you see it? I don't I remember. I think what it's it is ninety-five. I think that's one. I was of the gonna say it's about a hundred bu- about a yeah. hundred bucks a year. When you open the card, you get basically two domestic flights. You get a boatload of points. You get a uh, so you get two free flights right off the bat, more or less. Um, so that's worth a couple hundred bucks at least, I would think. Mm-hmm. And then you get all the um, oh the the perks like some of the the things I like like the because I don't like Southwest because it gives me anxiety the the benefit of having the card is you can do something like five times a year which I don't use it that many more times a year but five times a year you can check in you could have a C right? You forgot to check in or it's really busy. You checked in one minute late and you still get a C. You can go up to the gate once you get to the gate and say, hey, I have the credit card. Um, Can you give me a priority seating? And they have to Mm -hmm. do it five times. So you can get an A1 through 15 or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So I've done that a bunch of times. Um, Like like, right there, if if you can do it five times and you just said earlier, you'd pay 20 bucks for that. That's yeah, there you go. That's the trade, that's and you've, you've made money that's on that. The mental card gymnastics yeah. that I've done. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. But my problem is so my problem with these cards is other than that Southwest one, I am, I don't want to commit. I don't, because I'm not going to, like, Ty, I know you are loyal to what do you have, a Delta card? Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's, Probably mainly because of your business travel and international travel, right? Primarily, yeah. 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 Uh, we have a friend, our buddy Nick. He's super loyal to the American card because he has the card. and He feels like yeah. he has to use the card, but he won't get the cheaper flight or mm-hmm. the more convenient flight. And that's what I'm scared of. I'm afraid of commitment when it comes yeah. to these cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so- my primary credit card is the capital one one where it it's like two dollars or two points for every dollar for travel purchases mm-hmm. and that so, could be flights ubers you know anything that's like so, quote so what you're travel. so what you're saying is that perhaps having this card could somehow you know subconsciously be you know changing the behavior that you normally would have right so like yeah maybe maybe it's it's going to in effect cause me to spend more money because of the anxiety of not using it or let's say something something similar to that so basically it's just creating a le- um, additional stressor that Maybe. might change your buying pattern i mean i pri- we've talked about this on this podcast i pride myself in being a little bit like robinson where i like i enjoy going online and finding the good flights right but if i had the credit card i wouldn't be able to do that i would be uh forced to take one specific flight but maybe maybe i should do that maybe i should just let go and just not worry about it save myself all the time yeah just do the thing i I mean if if you're not like so like ty is such a heavy the great thing about business travel and i've I've always been a little bit jealous that i've never worked somewhere that did business travel um is that you get you get all the personal perks of accumulating the rewards and the points under your name as a as an individual, um, paid for by your employer. 
So you get yeah. you get access to whether it's rental car companies or, or airlines. Um, and I think that if you're able, if you're a heavy enough traveler and you can go all and just commit to an airline, I think if you're a medium traveler, I guess I'm saying, you can, and those rewards matter. The commitment will help. If you commit to American Airlines and that's all you spend, it's like a hotel. Like I'm only going to stay at Hilton's. You know, then yeah. then every everywhere you go, you're accumulating those points. Like I, I have like IHG rewards. I've got Hilton rewards and I've got, I can't remember the other one. And it's like, I've stayed at those hotels once each in the last five years. So it's a negligible 20 points. It's not even for something from the snack bar. Um, whereas if you, it's not always a bad thing to have the card pushing you to one company because then you actually get some sort of status with that company that's worthwhile and just it, an email. It's almost like it's a compounding type of a thing. And so you have to really have the volume and you have to have the spend to try to, to really you know, amplify and get the money out of these types of credit card related decisions because it, I would feel a lot of anxiety if I was spending my own money, uh, you know, and if, if I felt like I had to, had some obligation to spend with this particular airline and I'd pay over what market would be and stuff like that. But certainly when you're, when you're, you know, spending someone else's money, let's say it's a, it's pretty easy to stay loyal in that way. Um, so I, I definitely get that. Yeah, we uh, where where I work currently, our travel policy is like so open. Um, we took a trip up north to Northern California, like the San Jose area, and I kept asking my boss, like, "Where are we staying?" She was like, "Wherever you want, you stay wherever you want." And so, like, a team of eight of us went. We stayed in four different hotels. I thought that was dumb, like team wise. Like, we should have coordinated a little bit better. But the only driving company's bleeding money. Yeah, yeah, because so- of your travel policy. Yeah. So I'm looking like I'm literally looking at like Motel 8 and like, you know, because it's like this yeah. expense goes with my name on it. And and she was like, I like this hotel. And it was 450 a night. And I was like, oh, I'm not staying there. Cr- and that, the, is, that is a, that's wild. Yeah. That's so, it's wildly irresponsible. But the only people that like were confident where they were going to stay were people who had points. And they were like, oh, I'm going to go here because it's uh, it's part of this network I'm in. Yeah. So, you know, I've just yeah. never because I'm because I'm frugal enough to travel whoever's cheapest with a couple new rules. Like I'm not going to do spirit airlines where they wake you up to apply for their credit card. They did that one time. Take it. was <laughs> got nudged, nudged awake to ask if I wanted to apply for the spirit airlines credit card. What a, what a beef. That's right. crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I hate that. I'll not do that, but I'm not going to have, I don't have enough loyalty or consistency to get rewards. And so I would probably, be looking at those like airline agnostic travel focus cards, like I was saying, that thing yeah. I'm going to get a t-shirt of, like the Capital yep. One Venture card. Yeah, um, I like that. It's yeah. nice. What do you? So what do you got on your list there? What are some of the good ones? We got yeah. like on some of my preliminary research, the big one that always came up was Discover. And I always see the commercials for the Discover card, yeah. but I don't know anyone who has one. Yeah, the Discover card is like, I don't discover, and I, I don't know. It's just like the, my amateur feeling. It's like is Discover accepted everywhere? <laughs> this is like not yeah. as Visa, a, Visa, and American Express have like come out so yeah. hot. The, I mean, American Express has is more of like the bougie traveler. They're a higher, higher annual fee, but they give you. What's that get you? That's so like, like the lounge. You see the lounges every now and then. 
You get Centurion yeah. lounge access. You get uh, other international uh, IMX lounge access. You can get um, yeah. Delta Sky Club access. It also comes with global entry. And then you get weird things. You get like credits for Uber. You get credits for certain airlines. You get five times the points when you're booking directly with an airline or through the Amex travel. You get access to the concierge. Like there's wow. there's people that, you know, would call Amex and have Amex plan a vacation for them. Um, oh, they'll act as like a travel agent concierge. Yeah. You yeah. get how much uh, is that annual fee? Get one of those tonight? Six ninety five. <laughs> six ninety five. I mean, you got oh, that six around, right? <laughs> it's so yeah, much. Right. I mean, so like I look at it like you know, travel is travel is one of the things I do. I also like to eat. I also have to like pay, you know, rent or the mortgage and that stuff. So it's like, you know, my city card is it, I get 3% back on all travel purchases. So when I buy from a travel agency or an airline or a hotel, um, I get 3% rewards on those dollars. And so that's like that's cash to me. Like I can use that money to travel or I can use that money for food or for other bills or things like that. So it's like I haven't committed enough to the idea of travel and also probably don't travel enough to get like those points where it's like, oh, now I'm, and you see these people on TikTok all the time and I don't know how many of them are liars, probably most of them, but they're like, I, you know, I'm flying to, uh, you know, here's my flight to Bangkok for free. And they're in the lie down seats, you know, on, you know, Emirates Airlines, yeah, something like that. That's the dream. Yeah. And it's all, yeah. they say it's all based on their points. And it's like, what's behind, what's behind those points is dollars you spent. Like you had to spend yeah. money there's, to get those points. There's, I, I think it, listen, the, the whole idea behind this is to make more money for corporations, yeah. right? It's not to be like, oh, we're just going to put these little nuggets out there. You know, well, people will find them and they're going to, you know, suddenly get the best of us. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I think on the whole, they're going to be, they wouldn't do it if they were going to give these types of benefits to everybody. And yeah. I think these people are lying to some degree and they might, you know, a squirrel gets in that once in a while. Yeah. So I'm sure that some people get one, but on the whole- I mean, they're definitely, yeah. we're not winning. That's right. Like they, like, you know, I was, I was reading through, you know, a, a, like a scenario of why this Amex in particular makes sense. And they're like, well, they started with the premise of, let's say you have 200,000 points. That's a massive amount of points. Like the sign yeah. on, the sign on value is that you get 120,000 points for signing on. That's like the, the one thing credit card companies do is signing on bonus. Like RJ, when we were working together, like we picked a card that had balance transfer. So it's like yeah. some cards will let you transfer balance and then you take your APR out of the out of the effect and then your any balance you have on that isn't accumulating interest. Some cards will be like like Southwest cards nowadays, they'll throw 30, 60,000 miles at you just for signing on. But then if if your premise is a 200,000 point balance and I'm getting 120,000, I'm going to spend 40 to 80,000 dollars. On that, on a credit card, like I can't pay my mortgage with a credit card. I can't pay a lot of my big bills with a credit doctor's card. bills. Doc like and that. then there are people like I get this a lot. Like my uh, uh, my utility bill, it's not it's not huge. You've got a small two bedroom place. So my fifty to seventy to one hundred fifty dollar utility bill, I direct debit out of my bank account because if I pay with a credit card, it's a two point five percent fee. And there are people who will pay the two point five percent fee. To, to get, get the points, one, to get one point five percent points, <laughs> you're losing. You're losing money. 
Yeah. Unless um, you're like my my fam a bunch of my family in Kentucky, they're all in the building business. And I remember I I get kind of envious of they have some travel cards and they rack up tons of points because they like buy the lumber for the house on the credit card. And it's like, yep. oh, that's how you get. I'm yep. like, you guys aren't traveling that much, but they that's they'll they'll have a massive purchase that they can put on these cards. But that yes. for us people who don't have giant buying power at yes. our jobs well, with our own cards. Yep, I don't know yeah. where you're doing that. Right. Well, at my at my old job, I don't know if we're mouths, we're not gonna we're saying names. So you guys know at my old job, I ended up buying PPE, personal protective equipment during the pandemic. And I had yeah. a credit card that we had to increase the monthly limit to two million dollars. I was putting 1.5 to 1.8 million dollars on this credit card and the whole time and my name wasn't on the damn card. Oh I was God. like so no way. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. <laughs> so, so what kind of credit card gives you? $2 I mean, I, I've heard, I've heard of a lot. I've heard, I've heard of pretty high limits, like in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. But I've honestly never heard of something two million dollars. So, like, what is? We had what is two this? Million. Is this one of those real heavy cards? No, it was this really standard-looking American Express. And in the flash of brilliance, I usually am not. I don't know. I'm not. I, I don't know. I'm usually not the quickest. Uh, person, I just had this idea that as as I went home for COVID, which none of us knew at the time it was going to be what it was, obviously, as I went home like that Tuesday, I was like, I'm going to snap a picture of this credit card in case I need it. And so I oh snapped a picture of the front of the back and it ended up being the card that we put millions of dollars. We spent over $7 million on hand sanitizer, masks, gloves, everything you could imagine for this for this big company. And yeah, it was an American Express corporate company. But again, it, similarly, those corporate cards, when you got an American Express through this company, you could accumulate all the points of your purchases in your name. And so somebody wow. whose name is not mine was getting $1.5 to $1.8 million a month worth of points. So that's, that's, the, that's the dream, RJ, is to have, to have funds on hand that are committed. Yeah. Like if you're going to buy a car and you're going to put a down, yeah, you're yeah, going to put yeah. a down payment on, put the most they will allow you to put on a credit card because you have that money already. You, you might as well get points on it. But those commercials with Jennifer Garner or whoever, where she's like, oh, no, no, I'll get breakfast. I want the points. No, breakfast is more expensive than the points you're getting, Jennifer Garner. Like you're not, <laughs> don't act like you're making money by getting breakfast. It's cheaper to have your friend buy you breakfast than it is for you to buy breakfast and get 1.5% points on that. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. Please welcome Jennifer Garner. This is Matt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, no, that's, I mean, that's, honestly, it's one of the most complete explanations yeah. that I've heard. And I think you're, to say you're you're not quick is like totally <laughs> that's, selling that's an us, us short because yes. you're the fastest person about that yeah. that we definitely know. But that's, I mean- you have to reveal at some point whose name was on that card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And we'll have to go, we'll have to go talk to them about we'll what they done down. with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh all right. Well, any other last minute tips for credit yeah. cards or anything like that you want to give the folks? Sure. I mean, it's all like I'm ragging on on the the travel cards and the fee cards, but I mean it's all it's all what works for you. Like if you're if you can handle that and you're you are you worry about um, you know access to the Centurion Lounge or something at the, at the airport, or you travel enough, 
we've covered like the dream scenario is your your company is sending you places and you're accumulating you're accumulating yeah. the benefits without spending the dollars or you're able right. to make big company purchases with a card but um I mean, I don't think I or anybody you talk to is going to know more than like Nerd Wallet or um, you know the Points Guy is another another big site where yeah, they'll yeah. cover they'll give you the whole grid of all the cards and and what they cost and what you'll get out of them. Um, and if you can commit to one and get those points in a targeted way with the with a company you're reliably going to stay with or travel with, then it's it's totally worth it. But there's plenty of alternatives out there for just a regular old credit card with a Costco membership included, for instance, that gives you high percentage points back on travel anyway. And then that's money in your pocket. You use that money to travel or you use that money to eat this week, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Well, and the only thing I'll add to that is air travel is stressful for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And if the, uh, you know, if the getting the A1 through 15 five times a year or sitting in the lounge away from everyone and their mom <laughs> is going to give you a little more comfort and you're okay paying for it. I think those are easier ways for most people to get some of those perks who aren't loyal to an airline or whatever. Yeah. Well, Matt, you've done such a great job to give us and the people, the two people listening to this, like a ton of a ton of actually very helpful, very useful <laughs> yeah, information. Absolutely. Perhaps we can give you something back regarding your travel to the Philippines. Yeah. What do you got? Oh, let's do it. Yeah. I'm gonna so I have nothing. <laughs> so let's. <laughs> so so is there a particular like limit that the company is going to place on you for what you can spend? As I, I understand, think we've learned it, no, no. The company <laughs> policy is to. It's literally one line. The travel policy is act in the best interest of our company. Oh. That's it. That's the end Great. of it. So there's no per diem. There's no suggested rates. There's no. Right. So I, if this goes, I have a sneaking suspicion it's been dangled in front of me for so long that it'll, it is going to be yanked away. But there is uh, a likelihood I'll be going out there to train some folks that we're hiring uh, to, to work in our group. And I will be responsible. I, I mean, we have a travel team. We have a very capable travel team. I will likely just give them preferences mm -hmm. and, and they will book for me. But like, I don't, I don't even have any idea what preferences to give them. I mean, Ty, what, well, what you got? so, so I think, you know, you know, the Philippine airlines is a great, a great airline. I mean, I think in general, most Southeast Asian airlines, um, frankly, are great. Okay. But I think if you have this sort of, because you can get to, you should be able to take a direct flight there. It'd be long, but you should yeah. be able to accomplish that. Um, so, but I would recommend if you have the opportunity, considering this may not be something you're going to get yeah. often, let's say, yeah, I would ask them to route you through Singapore. Oh. And then this way, you can probably take advantage of uh, Singapore Airways on their business class flight, um, which will change your your life probably okay. and and ask and 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 how and how i would sell this to your company is you could probably try to sell them on a longer layover something like that yeah and then you could spend a lot of time in changi airport which is literally a, a playground for airports okay uh, and you could do so many awesome things and it's not but an hour and a half hour 45 minutes from singapore to manila let's say oh, so okay. If you really wanted to, you know, sell it to the company, 
yeah. I would sell a lay a stopover, but really get you the benefit of pretty much taking the best flight of your life that any type of regular, you know, not uh, elitist type of flight can take. Yeah. I think That's you're awesome. overestimating the amount of explaining myself I would have to do. For well, it's, any cl- choice. it's I, I mean, I, I clearly am in the wrong profession because yeah. I would get overanalyzed for this. But in general, you, there's going to be a direct route you can take. But if you can route yourself through, you know, through Singapore, okay. I would highly recommend this because I think you who you as someone who really sort of not often treat yourself to things, yeah. this would be a really cool opportunity to see the lounge at LAX. You could see the lounge at Changi. You could okay. go to the, you know, we've got lots of great things to see at, at that airport. So I would highly okay. recommend that routage if you could pull it off. All right. That's good to know. They better send me, like I said, I, they pull it away. It'll, it'll be. Well, you're going to have to report on this situation yeah. back to us if indeed it does come through. Yeah, absolutely. I will let you know. That would be, that would be fantastic. Cause we honestly, that airport, comes up a lot on this podcast yeah. so we need to do like a deep dive into that airport anyway it's oh for, i mean everything that you could possibly want is in this place okay it's uh it's really terrific but anyways i mean there's a lot of great things about the philippines so i hope for you and we'll pull for you that that comes through because that'll be a really cool life experience absolutely yeah all right well, with that, thank you so much, Matt Robinson. You're fantastic, as always. Uh, and thank you, Ty. Uh, great great stuff about the Philippines there. You kind of yeah. pulled that out. I wasn't planning on that. And, uh, hey, if you got time, good. you know, you can go to your own, you know, the Jollibee, which is the yeah. McDonald's equivalent. That's so, oh, that, yeah, I, that I could eat? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all you got to say to Robinson. Just sell it to Robinson. It's the McDonald's equivalent. Perfect. In I'm in. Uh, thank you, John Croteau, for the music. Please remember to rate, review, tell your friends about Sky Lounge, the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, if you have any airport-related questions you'd like us to discuss on the podcast, head over to skyloungethepodcast.com and drop us a note or send us an email at skyloungethepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening. Remember, while you're walking on the moving sidewalk, please stand to the right. We'll see you next time. <laughs>